Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of WrestleZone.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw, and more importantly, the WWE Draft. Uh, this was night two of the draft here, so we'll break down both night one and night two. Lots of moving and shaking and uh, brand changes and call-ups from NXT and just the overall lots of dig to. But first of all, John, how are you doing? I'm doing good. We're going to have, of course, live during the show also, some supplemental picks on Raw Talk. So we'll yes. be sure to provide those as they come in as well. So it'll be a pretty wild uh, night. Yes, I am trying to keep my eye on those. I have uh, Twitter open here and I also have the, my list of uh, all of the draft picks that we have over at WrestleZone here. So if you miss any of the draft, we have a, we have had an ongoing and we'll continue to have an ongoing uh, document for, for uh, the draft here just while these picks continue to come in here. Uh, I don't know what, where to begin here, John. There's just so much to talk about. I guess overall here, let's start uh, with the overall draft format because to me, and the format and rules, because Robert and I talked about it on uh, Friday night. There's just something not ideal about this this layout where I think this year it was different that the draft changes won't take effect until the day after Crown Jewel, which is October 22nd. And John, it is right now October 4th. So yeah, that's odd. And now that we've got, I mean, they've, they've booked several really fun matches for Crown Jewel, but mo several of them at the very least are, shall I say, limited by, by the the brand changes where you've got a SmackDown women's title match where two of the women will be moving to Raw. You've got uh, a WWE title match where the challenger will be moving to SmackDown, whereas the title's on Raw. Um, Brock is a free agent, so that makes things a little more interesting in that sense, where at least he's not limited in that sense. But uh, on top of that, along with some other of these draft rules here in terms of the, you know, the, uh, picking every single, or well, supposedly being able to pick everyone on the roster uh, also makes for some interesting uh, consequences here but john overall what do you think about this year's draft rules i mean i'm okay with it i'm okay with that kind of fantasy draft format where it's like everybody's in one giant pool and you're picking from that as far as delaying it by two weeks uh i think it makes sense because of crown jewel uh and, and trying to wrap up these stories we have now it doesn't give them a lot of time to to work for survivor series certainly but we're basically going to have two SmackDowns and two Raws that are like free-for-alls. Like everybody will just be on any show they want. And, and who knows, maybe this is kind of a test run to see, you know, what happens when you do what you want. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's something we're already seeing. We had the, the Street Profits pop up tonight where we know they'll be moving to Raw, but obviously, as I said a minute ago, the draft picks won't be official until October 22nd. Pardon me if I keep looking off my screen. I'm trying to keep an eye on Raw Talk for some of these more uh, supplemental draft picks. But, I mean, yeah, the, it does create a, uh, maybe a, a chaotic you know, landscape for the next couple of weeks where you've got Crown Jewel, those matches there. You've got the knowledge that these draft picks have happened, but they're not actually official uh, until... Uh, again, October 22nd. So it's definitely something to kind of, you know, see how it goes here. But uh, I guess one of the big talk points, especially coming out tonight, John, as Stephen Chambers is saying, it was a bad decision uh, splitting up the new day. And I think that, that will, for me at least, uh, definitely one of the more disappointing outcomes of the draft here where Biggie, the WWE champion, got drafted on Friday, staying on Raw. But the new day, Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods got drafted to SmackDown. 
So for the second year in a row, New Day uh, got split up. Uh, many people, myself included, uh, there was this idea that maybe uh, you know Roman Reigns would you know, somehow like maybe the Usos would get drafted to Raw, and then Roman and or Paul Heyman would kind of uh, use their power and influence to work out some kind of trade uh, and, and get the New Day and the Usos to switch. But that didn't happen. The New Day is a has split up. Uh, so we do know that Kobe and Xavier will be on SmackDown, but he will be on Raw. So, you know, now that so presumably the, the most of the dust has settled in that sense, what do you think about the New Day, uh, again, for a second year in a row, being placed on separate brands? Uh, I was talking about this earlier with a few people. I'm fine with it. I don't see the big deal about it. Uh, I think Big E needs to have a, a nice, good singles run. He doesn't need New Day with him. New Day certainly doesn't need Big E with them. Uh, to me, it's not a big deal. It's nice to see them together, you know, a couple weeks out of the year. Uh, I know people were hoping to get that Survivor Series match that they fast-forwarded. So, uh, to me, no harm, no foul. Uh, I mean, I, I was disappointed. I, I liked the kind of the this reunion tour we had. Uh, I liked them together. I th- as you just said, I think that that Bloodline match could have been really cool. Uh, I think that's still possible. You know, they they could kind of do a crossover of sorts. We saw that even before the draft, they had the bloodline come over to Raw. So crazy things have happened. Herman Dakar is saying he's okay with it because Biggie can carry himself. And I agree. I think especially now as the champion, as you just said, John, like he could really benefit from truly proving himself, uh, you know, as, as a singles guy with the title as this main event player. So this stuff will be a good test for him. Uh, some thoughts on the general kind of rosters going forward here. Dan Greathouse saying Raw looks pretty stacked for the future. Definitely picking up some some good future stars here. And uh, kind of maybe on a, on a different way to on the flip side, Eddie Zahari saying Raw has powerhouse star uh, talent. Or SmackDown has some young, underutilized talent. Combined with some of the veteran stars as well. Um, I mean, it's interesting, again, part of the natural way, this the way the draft works. The one brand usually gets loaded up and the other kind of gets shortchanged because that's just when you have two brands someone's got to be the, the lesser in a way um and that's always kind of one of the interesting things coming out of draft for weeks john you and i you and i've been talking about how smackdown has been pretty loaded in recent weeks we've got becky lynch brock lesnar they already had Roman reigns uh and, and edge. edge of course but now edge got drafted with a raw uh and overall here we did see kind of a maybe a leveling of the playing field which was to be expected uh, but DJ Castilla going as far as to say that Raw will be the new A show after tonight. I don't know about that. Let's, let's pump the brakes. But Raw did definitely uh, benefit from uh, definitely some uh, exciting picks, some, some you know, definitely an infusion of talent, which we definitely needed. So that was very, very good. It is also asking for surprise that the Miz did not get drafted. Plenty of people didn't get drafted here. Um, and I would probably just assume that they weren't in the draft pool. Miz, in this case, being on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, we did see Alexa Bliss got drafted, whereas the report wrote she's been uh, reportedly written off TV due to surgery. Uh, but Miz is quite literally on TV for Dancing with the Stars, so I feel like he probably wasn't in the actual draft pool, and that's a pretty easy way to explain that. But um, unfortunately, here, Herman Carve, you know, we, we try to be optimistic here, but Herman with a very good point saying, Raw is stacked, but WWE created will ruin it somehow. Uh, of course, John, we know it's all about the booking. Um, so yeah, we can we can be hopeful, but definitely all something. about creative. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at some of the picks we saw tonight. At least we do know Seth Rollins will be returning to Raw because uh, the show began with a weird um, announcement that Becky Lynch would be drafted to Raw, just like uh, the the Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair got drafted to SmackDown. Uh, Becky, the Raw the SmackDown Women's Champion, is coming to Raw. But it's weird how it was kind of presented where she announced it herself. 
and the announcers teased that it wasn't official, but then it was official anyway. Seemed a little uh, convoluted to me, but we do know, at least as of October 22nd, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair will be swapping brands. So you have to think that uh, one or like one of them will be losing the title, and we do know that, that Becky will be defending the title at Crown Jewel. Again, against uh, one other superstar who will be on SmackDown, she and Bianca Blair in that match with Sasha Banks will be on Raw the next day. So again, that kind of feels like a little bit of the the, uh, the writings on the wall there, but um, what do you think about this decision to essentially swap uh, Becky and Charlotte, who are the current champions? Well, if they switch titles, I guess it's okay, but if they're going to try to do some kind of weird scenario, then who knows? Uh, it's just it's like thinking about what the scenarios could be here. I, I don't see the titles changing hands, and especially, obviously, uh, with Sasha Banks on still on SmackDown, uh, I don't I don't see her winning. But maybe she does. And does uh, Charlotte have a match yet? Nope. Yeah. Nobody. So that's yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see. My first thought was that they would do a title swap, and Robert and I would talk about it on Friday. I don't want to see that, man. We saw the tag champions do that last year. It's just cheap and, and it, it makes the titles look bad and yeah you can say they're just props but and like come on we're supposed, we're supposed to care about these things they're, they're, they're the championships this is what the, the people are fighting for if you just you know if you don't hide the fact that in, in a way they are props that they're just you know tradable like that like like i don't know like food at a cafeteria like i don't know it just feel it, it feels you know again cheap and, and just I won't say if not insulting, but it, it's, it doesn't look good. Um, so I, again, I, I have to imagine that I, I guess based on what we the card we'd have right now, uh, that that Becky will lose the title before she moves to Raw. Um, but again, it's interesting. With Charlotte is the Raw Women's Champion. She's going to be moving to SmackDown. But I don't know. Right now, we've seen this kind of like four pronged, or four, yeah, four pronged feud where uh, Charlotte's got involved with this uh, this triple threat with Bianca, Sasha, and Becky. So I kind of feel like they, they, I don't know. They, they might be some potential to get to get her involved there and get the title off her in that sense. But uh, definitely, that's another thing to look out for here in in, in the couple weeks ahead here. But another big story tonight was Gable Stevenson, Olympic gold medalist, getting drafted to Raw here. Definitely very surprising. The news broke shortly before the I think it was maybe the very beginning of the show uh, from Sean Ross at Fightful. Uh, always on, on top of news like that. Um, for me, this news, I tried to avoid that aspect of it, but the news got spoiled for me anyway, which is not fun. Um, so then the, the ironic, in a weird way, I guess, uh, WWE kind of saved this news for the pretty much the very bottom of the show. It was 1040, I believe, when, when they made this draft pick. And to me, that's very weird. This is an Olympic gold medalist. They've gotten a bunch of main, mainstream buzz for Gable Stevenson. Uh, and admittedly, to, to Bleacher Report's credit, they still retweeted, or they made, they made a tweet when he got drafted. Um but to me, yeah, I wouldn't expect him to be a first-round pick necessarily, but not not. The, I think he was the second-to-last pick behind Sami Zayn uh, in the in the last round here, which seems surprising to me. But we've gotten a bunch of comments about Gable here, with one comment asking if we think he'll be able to transition to pro wrestling smoothly. That's from Eddie Zahari. Uh, I think we talked about that when they first announced his signing, but now that we know he's been drafted, John, do you think this would suggest he'll be arriving maybe sooner than expected, or is this just kind of to, to build some buzz? Uh, ahead of when that eventually does arrive. I think a little bit of both. Uh, I liked uh, Dan's comment above when he said that his family was acting like it was a real draft in their living room, like he got up and shook their hands and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we already know the plan is 
He will be wrestling this winter for his senior season at Minnesota. He will have WWE people coming up to Minnesota and providing him with the uh, assets that he needs to train. And from what we understand, he will be the first person pretty much ever to wrestle for Minnesota while he's also on WWE. So this is very intriguing of how they can somehow combine these. I mean, well, because let's be honest. I mean, the Gable has only lost two matches ever in his college career. And the, the guy he lost both to is no longer a collegiate wrestler. So the writing is on the wall for him to go undefeated this year and be national champion. And to tie that in with the WWE storylines and WWE, and it's just, uh, they're known to do stuff like that. So uh, I think it will be full of him making appearances on Raw as he also uh, promotes his his wrestling at, at Minnesota. And at the same time, he's training for an in-ring debut, which... Uh, I do think probably won't come until after his time at Minnesota because they probably don't want to risk him obviously getting physical and getting hurt. So uh, there's there's probably a fine line somewhere. He will still make appearances and and do stuff like that, and I think this is the hype to kind of start that. Definitely reminds a lot of people like Kurt Angle, but like he said, he's not the next Kurt Angle. He is the first Gable Stevenson. So uh, we'll see how this all works out. Stephen Chambers suggesting maybe we'll see Gable at the Royal Rumble in January. Uh, that's highly unlikely as uh, NCAA national championships and Big Ten championships are right around February and March. Uh, I don't think they'll they'll push the luck there. But who knows? Uh, we've seen crazy things, and he's getting paid. He is He's the first WWE name image likeness. Uh, I guess, I don't know if you call it employee or what. I, I, don't, I don't know what you call it. I guess it's just a, yeah. a, a relationship here where he is... He's, he has signed a professional contract, but he is still, due to the new college rules, allowed to compete at a collegiate level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely, uh, even just sitting here today, you can already tell that it, it already is a historic rule where he kind of is this, this trendsetter as a guy that's going to be wrestling collegially uh, while being under agreement with WWE as well. Uh, and, and I agree that, uh, yeah, like he might make some appearances, but we're, we probably won't see anything too, too crazy. And, and to answer Eddie's original question, where if I think he can transition from wrestling to pro wrestling, I absolutely do. We've seen it happen numerous times. Uh, there's no reason why I, I, I don't think that he wouldn't be able to do this. Uh, Lesnar has done it perfectly fine. Kurt Angle has done it perfectly fine. Dolph Ziggler has done it perfectly fine. There are a bunch of people that have wrestled collegiately and then went right into professional wrestling after. Same with football. Uh, Big E college football at Iowa, you know, and he came yeah. right into pro wrestling too. Yeah, I mean, so many cases of of people taking you know those amateur uh, athletic backgrounds. If it's wrestling, any other number of sports, you know, they're they're athlete they're athletes, and, and you can kind of usually kind of take that that raw material and and mold it into a, a wrestler. So uh, I would expect at least sitting here today and uh, on paper that, that Gable would not be an exception that he would be the latest in that part of perhaps even uh, another good example that, that he could be very successful. It is already going as far as to say that Gable could be a world champ or saying he will be the world champion in two years. I don't know about that, but I mean, if, hey, if, if the cards crumble the right way or the cookie crumbles well, the right way. Well, here's what we do know is that he is completely skipping NXT. He will be trained at a level that he can just immediately come to the main roster. Of course, most people that do start out in NXT, it's not only because of their wrestling ability, it's also because they need to make a name for themselves. 
Gable has already made a name for himself. People already know who he is. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He will train with, I assume, like top of the top. I'm talking like, you know, Samoa Joe going up there, uh, William Regal, people like that to, to train him and get him up to speed right away. I mean, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, WWE is the, the, the leading wrestling company in the world. They're, they, you can't Thank dispute you. that. You know, I got I to gotta say it. I got to say it, all right? Uh, they've got no, fantastic... not admit that anymore, though, Carl. <laughs> they've got amazing coaches. They they, they, they have a, a very proven track record. We are just talking about, looking back to the past, guys like Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, and even now, the, the, the developmental program is very, very strong. They've got amazing coaches. I, I am absolutely sure that a guy like Abel Stevenson will, will be very much set up, set up for a success like that. Um, to get a, a couple of comments suggesting that people want to see Kurt Angle manage uh, Gable Stevenson, that would make sense. Uh, I'm not sure if that's, I mean, it's, it's feasible like on paper. I'm not sure it's something that uh, Kurt Angle would be uh, interested in. But then you have a guy like maybe uh, Stephen Chambers here saying uh, Shelton Benjamin. They have, uh, we got other comments suggesting you can put him with the Academy, uh, uh, Chad Gable and Otis there. I think that's something. I don't know if that'd be quite on that level. I feel like they're going to want to build him as this big special attraction kind of pretty quickly here. Um, so I'm curious to see how that goes, but uh, that's just one of many things that we had to talk about here coming out of the draft. Uh, another thing was definitely some shakeups in the tag division. DJ Cassier seems to be quite upset. I'm not sure if he's serious, but I'm going to treat it like he's serious. They're saying it's a bad decision to break up Mace and T-Bar. Uh, they, they were drafted into separate brands during the supplemental draft on Saturday. Uh, I believe... Let me look at my notes here. I think T-Bar... T-Bar is on Raw. Mace is on SmackDown. That's right. So... Um, for me, oh, DJ, is he serious? All right. So you see, so he sees a lot of potential oh as God. for Mason T Bar. I think both guys are very talented. For me, the big story here is that this could be uh, the, the first real chance we have to see uh, Dominic Dajkovic, the guy that was a very, very impressive star in NXT pre T Bar. Uh, kind of the, all these retribution people, you know, under the mask, they're very, very talented. Then they got slapped with these names and masks. And it's, it's not great. So I, I think that could be beneficial. Um, they could have been a good team, but I think they were kind of hamstrung from the start with the names of Mason T-Bar and, uh, you know, just the, the and those, even then, then the booking just kind of uh, did them in. But Francisco Nando saying Dijak needs to debut as himself. I agree. Get his name back. Get his, get his, get his look back. I did just saying he's a big fan uh, of, of the team since retribution. I mean, yeah, they're, they're talented people. I think that, again, I think it's going to be good for him, but we saw a bunch of moving and shaking in the, in the tag division here. We had the street profits moving to raw. We had the new, as I said, the new, I'll tell you what, down. I'll tell you what, speaking of you saying that maybe we would see T-bar, uh, re reintroduce Dominic Dijakovic. Let's talk about somebody tonight on the draft that basically did say we will be seeing a character change. And that was Jeff Hardy on raw tonight. He said after uh, being, well, this was before being taken out by Austin Theory, that maybe it was time for a change. Maybe it was time for Jeff Hardy to show a new version of himself. What do you make of this, and what do you want to see this? Dan is already suggesting what I, I assume most people are thinking, but give me your take. I mean, I, as Dan says, I have to assume it's Willow uh, for me. Uh, that's a character I'm not very familiar with. And Stephen Chambers saying that he doesn't yeah. want to see Will come back. Um, I don't know if this, I mean, I've heard Hardy give some interviews where he says he wants to bring Will back. So I feel like that's what he meant. Uh, they, they, they didn't reference Will by name. 
Eddie Zahari predicting they will bring Will back on SmackDown here. Um, at least for me, I, 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 I'll interpret it at least a little more generally where, where he said, you know, it'll be a different side of me and it's something I haven't really seen yet. Um, it seemed like maybe oh, it, he at least very vaguely teased it might be a heel, um, which could be interesting. But to me, it's just, it's weird because he is a very, we've, we've talked about it for weeks. The crowd still loves this guy. He got cheered. John, you were there at Extreme Rules. He got cheered pretty much more than anybody the whole night. And, yes. and WWE hasn't capitalized on that since live fans have come back. I've, and we talked about it a little bit. Um, and it's funny, it's funny how they're teasing this like character change, like right after they finally gave him this old theme music back and he's had right. it for a couple months. Now it's right. like, wait a minute. Man, uh, so that seems odd to me that, you know, I thought based on this, this, recent, one, this recent run he's been on that, you know, you, you, they could, as, as we, we know he's not, he's moving to SmackDown, but to me, uh, this run he's had as uh, a U.S. title contender, maybe he could have kind of set him, to, set him up to be a, a babyface contender for the, the IC title over on SmackDown now, um, which is still possible, but this did feel definitely like at least teasing something. And, and I guess my mind went to something darker, something a little more heelish here. Uh, but speaking of Jeff Hardy here, he was interrupted by uh, a return, I guess, technically returning Austin Theory. Now, Austin Theory was very briefly on Raw at the very onset of the pandemic era back in 2020. In his second match on the main roster, he competed at WrestleMania 36. Uh, and he, uh, from there, he was a disciple of uh, Seth Rollins during his Monday Night Messiah days. Uh, but that run was pretty short-lived. He went back to NXT. So he some great work with uh, The Way. I enjoyed his work uh, in that stable a lot. But then he was kind of he supposedly quote unquote ran away as johnny and i we've talked about in recent weeks on xt he's been doing some dark matches lately but now he's back on raw at first he showed up kind of very big face promo tonight uh, by interrupting jeff hardy saying hey i'm a big fan uh can i get a selfie and he took one to take a picture but then it went up like kind of blindsiding him and took a selfie after he attacked him uh so and i thought like that i thought that was good i i did i don't see austin there as a face based on what we've seen so far he seems like a very uh, naturally heel kind of guy, but anybody can can be anybody, anything. Um, I thought this was good. Again, we were talking about early in the show. This is these couple weeks are, are a good chance to kind of uh, almost like NXT 2.0. It's like throw stuff at the wall, being like, all right, you're going to see these people uh, soon. Essentially, you know, the people that are, are going to be on the show once the, the draft changes kick in here. Um, but I, I, I will say, talk about Austin Theory. I'm very glad that they wound up using NXT people in the draft because there was a time call up two weeks ago when it was that was not a sure thing uh this is going as we talked about i think last week going from uh just having people switching brands this allows you to actually get new people on the show and that's a very good thing so uh i'm very excited about that i uh, speaking of new people being on raw did you guys say saying that based on raw talk that's going on right now Liv morgan is not going to be on raw now she had been on smackdown this is very weird to me Liv morgan's been featured on smackdown in recent weeks Finally, over, perhaps over, I would say definitely overdue in that sense. And she goes undrafted. Maybe one of the more glaring omissions from the draft entirely here. When you have a guy like Madcap Moss getting drafted over on SmackDown, you can't, you can't have a, a draft spot for Liv Morgan. But I think she could be very, very good here on Raw. Uh, again, it's interesting. Like, I'm not sure how it's all gonna, the cards are going to fall here. Where you've got Becky coming in. She's the SmackDown champion. You've got Charlotte holding the Raw Women's Championship. She's going to SmackDown. There's a whole bunch of moving parts, but I think Liv Morgan could be set up to succeed here, especially, John, with the Queen's Crown Tournament starting this Friday. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting that um, there was so many 
people of note that did not get drafted and and some people that immediately came to mind were uh Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Oscar, uh three names that did not get drafted. Of course somebody said the Miz, but I can understand that part a little bit. Uh initially Liv Morgan wasn't drafted, another weird thing. But then you have people like uh Ridge Holland that were drafted. Uh <sighs> There's a reason they do this. I mean, obviously, there was a reason why Mr. Irrelevant last draft pick was Sami Zayn. He's going to play this into his character, and, you know, right. th- that's just what they're going to do. But some things just didn't make sense, and some things were very predictable. Like, uh, they like to keep couples together. So once Bianca Belair went to Raw, we all knew the Street Profits were going to Raw. We had a feeling that Carmella was going to go to Raw because Corey Graves is on Raw. So you put the pieces together, and a lot of it was predictable going into tonight. But at the same time, there were some questionable moves made that we'll probably get into at some point that some people might be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Cesaro getting drafted so late after he re-signed a deal and was supposed to be featured more, and he really hasn't done much of anything. And then you had uh, – and and I get they split up these draft pools, so certain things would go a certain way. Uh, but Zia Lee getting drafted so early before other female superstars was very questionable as well. Uh, so the Viking Raiders getting drafted right after months, or was it Garza and Carrillo? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, like, right. that's well, right. Well, well, that doesn't make any sense either. But, hey, they wanted to trade things. And, and of course, Dan Greathouse mentioning uh, Hit Row. Hit Row was dropped in like the fourth <laughs> round of the draft this year. and like Great. Oh man, uh, we 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 could we could talk about this all night if we wanted to, but uh, let's uh, let's talk about just the main event itself tonight and a little bit about that match, which was a a women's match, first time ever. Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, they went at it. Sasha Banks made a return. This goes hand in hand with that kind of four women rivalry we were talking about earlier. Uh, this is uh, it's unpredictable and kind of jumbled at the same time. There's just so much going on. Steven suggesting maybe a failed four-way and even maybe possibly to unify the titles if they wanted to do that, although I really don't see them going in that direction. Uh, as of right now, I do think uh, we will probably have a title swap, I would imagine, uh, because, listen, what they're doing now, I think, is the perfect way to also uh, transition into setting up a Survivor Series match, which I think will be between uh, Charlotte and Becky in a one-on-one match. They kind of teased that tonight, so I do think Becky will retain her belt and Charlotte uh, she's probably not going to have a match. I don't know. I mean, I get this whole uh, women's rights thing in Saudi Arabia, but they, they probably don't want to push their luck too much. So I think we'll stick with this triple threat match and then have the Queen uh, Queen's Crown finals, right. and I think that'll be it for the women in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and the, I mean, it's worth pointing out they already have kind of loaded up the card oh, here. We have breaking news here for SmackDown. We have... Uh, Jinder Mahal, Fear, Shanky, Natalia, and Shotzi uh, Blackheart on SmackDown. No Tamina and no Tegan Knox announced yet, but we got Shotzi, Natalia, Jinder, Veer, and Shanky going to SmackDown. Johnny, you, you know what I call those picks? Needle moving. Needle moving picks right there. SmackDown's the A show, man. Oh, man, that, that makes SmackDown. Load it, load it up, man. It's going to be – got to look out. Um yeah, but uh, go back to uh, that main event there. What do, what do you think about what I said there about possibly setting up for Survivor Series and, and no new champions there? 
It's funny because I, I uh, read an interview uh, before Raw today where, where Ray Ripley was talking about how she feels like her feud with uh, Charlotte Flair is going to last just for her career. And then we had uh, Raw open tonight with uh, Becky coming out and again getting interrupted by Charlotte Flair. And um, this is a few, uh, uh, just a, a rival we've seen just so like play out over the this past several years for me this took me back to wrestlemania 35 these were two-thirds of the first women's main event WrestleMania oh, history we got more picks uh, in pull the press uh for wwe raw we have dana brooke robert rude dolph ziggler jackson Riker, Liv morgan mia yim tamina tegan knox shelton benjamin cedric alexander and the miz there you and go. The right. last, the last little bit of breaking news here is that they have split up, Shanky and Veer. So it will be. Oh just, my gosh! It will be just Jinder Mahal and Shanky <laughs> on SmackDown, and Veer will go to Raw by himself. Wow! Break so the start. only, the only one that I can immediately think of that has not been drafted yet is Oscar. Still no, still no draft for Oscar. I thought. I mean, we. She recently had post picture where she had like her arm in a sling. She had uh, work done on her teeth. She might still be kind of recovering there. Um, maybe I'm getting drafted. It's a good thing. Uh, she. I know she got called up. She got called up a while ago, and just, she just hasn't used yet. So I'm a little hopeful that by getting drafted, but she'll already, be already. But already putting an end to the Tegan and Shotzi and Natalia and Tamina leaves the women's tag division on thin ice. Oh, for even thinner ice, but I, I got to correct you, John. You referenced Robert Rude. That's Robert Rude. His name is Big Bob. We saw it tonight. His real name Big is D. Big Bob. Oh, no, yeah. We got Big Bob and Big D over here on Raw. <laughs> uh, we got a comment about it earlier about all this name calling. We had um, yeah, we had Big Bob. We had uh, Asia Styles called uh, Riddle Gilligan. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, this show sometimes. But, um, uh, the the thing about this draft for me is that when I like I like the format better where the the rosters are set and then you pick from the rosters. Whereas like to me, there's something that's kind of not pointless, but like about <laughs> having picks where it's like they're just picking the same people. Raw gets uh, Jackson Riker, who's already there. Um, Cedric and Benjamin are already there. Miz is already there. Pick after pick after pick. Just it's like you're you're, you're so you prefer the old days where they would have like a one-on-one -on -one match and the winner would get a pick for that. their brand and I they would take that. somebody that, from the other that, side. John, that gives it stakes. That gives it meaning. That gives it like something, you know. Whereas this is just like, I, and I I can appreciate the like the fans football or or the the more like open draft kind of thing. I I, I like that on paper, but at the same time, like especially maybe it's the, the maybe it's the matter of draft order. You have a batch like this. It's like half it is. Are they already there? It's like uh, all right. The, the well, some point. people, some people also preferred the when they had the screen where everybody's name was flashing, and then that, somebody's that was name my was favorite. That was my end. favorite. Make it absolutely like seemingly unpredictable. Uh, I love that, and, and I've been hoping they would bring that back. But uh, I'm kind of wondering, like, wishing they bring back the GMs as well. I mean, we it's like we kind of have that with Adam Pearce and Sonny but they're both just like general officials. Uh, I did like the kind of the the brand specific general managers, but that was something that was kind of done to death. So I and of get course, uh, if there was any doubt besides Oscar, of course, uh, we just got a tweet also from Bailey saying that she is a free agent as well. So she's also on the shelf. She she's going to be out for the next several months here. So unfortunately, I think she'd be great on either brand. But hopefully, when she does come back, I could see her going to Raw. She hasn't been on there for a while. So 
Um, I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's one of the interesting things about the submetal drafts is that for the picks that aren't just repeats, you do get some shakeup. I think like, a guy like Drew Gulak got drafted to SmackDown. Uh, you mentioned Veer getting you know shifted off by himself. Um, you know, there, there's something fun about that. I just kind of see you know who might want to be pushed. Some of the people might just be on main event if if on TV at all. Uh, but some you know there, there's something kind of fun about that. Um, it's just interesting that like these picks were, aren't even on actual TV, and we're just kind of have to like, you know, keep an eye on Twitter for them. But uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise here in terms of those, the picks that were on TV, oh, like one that I definitely liked, my guy Ricochet. I'm wearing I wore I'm wearing my Ricochet shirt because it's red for Raw on Mondays. This man needed some needed the change of scenery. He got it. He's going to SmackDown. Him, Shane Baszler, definitely two of my leading contenders here for people that needed to get off of Raw to go over to SmackDown. Uh, Shayna's she's booked better in recent weeks, so I'm hopeful that momentum will continue uh, over on SmackDown. Ricochet's not been doing anything, and I'm very, very hopeful that he will be uh, utilized better on on SmackDown. But uh, similarly, Finn Balor got drafted to Raw here, and we had this video package where they were, they were very much playing up the fact that it was Finn Balor and the Demon. And my thought, John, was like, they 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 killed the Demon, they killed him dead. <laughs> Extreme Rules, like there's no coming back from. The top rope breaking, and and this, the the fact that he just kind of got immediately swept to the back of the line, no questions asked. Like I don't know about that. Like uh, I thought that was kind of a, a, a going out with a whimper for the demon, but they're still trying to do something with it. I think it, it could be on paper it could be something but that's that's going to be a hard road to come back from but uh i'm very glad Finn Balor will be back on raw I, i've missed him on raw i know that uh i have read reports for a while the raw team want him uh back on the roster so uh on paper i could see him hey i think him facing biggie, biggie could be a lot of fun um raw feels a little light on he i could have seen him if you know aj styles i think uh finn even tweeted something like hi aj styles or, or something like that when he after he got drafted to kind of uh, tease that that could that could be really fun as well uh but he's he, i think him edge um rollins another one some of these big names that went over to raw here kevin owens another one even if uh owens contract will be reportedly expiring in january uh, at least in the short term that could be another top star here on raw so i definitely see some truth in the idea that raw loaded up uh, deservedly so, need- neededly so. Um, but what, what were some of your favorite? Or actually, no, we've been talking about some good ones. What, what were some that you, you mentioned some picks that didn't make sense? What were some of your your least favorite picks here? So we can kind of share our thoughts on those. Okay, so let me say, um, there are uh, man on. I mean, I like the SmackDown roster. I do think I do think it's good. Uh, they they seem to know where they which direction they want to go there. Uh, as far as Raw goes, though, um, there's a lot of women that I feel like could get lost in the mix here. Uh, Zelina Vega is one of them, and I, and I and I I can just see them now revisiting the Liv Morgan Zelina Vega Carmelo thing on Raw, just like they did on SmackDown. The repetitiveness are some of the reasons why I think some of these picks might not work out. They're going in a direction where uh, a lot of these feuds will likely continue just on the other show. And to me, that's like, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that does kind of, again, the whole, to me, the whole point of the draft is to like, 
build up some some unpredictability. Some, the whole point, like fresh storylines, and you know, we we do know that Edge and Rollins are on are going to be on the same brand. I feel like that's going to pick up where it left off. You mentioned Carmella and um, Morgan. That's another one. Um, so I think by and large we will see some fresh storylines, and, and I'm excited for that. But there, I feel like there will be some kind of uh, ling lingering aspects here, where it's like we're going to get some of these more rematches here. Still, still getting some comments here about uh, we do, we do know that Karrion Cross got drafted to Raw, but without Scarlet. So again, still have no idea what's going on there. Uh, I don't want to speculate about what's going, what is going on. I don't know. I haven't even heard anything about it. Um, again, we've said we mentioned it before. It's I will just say it's a shame because I. Either as as uh, Cross's manager or as an individual talent, um, I, I think she's she's great, and I, and I think that uh, whichever brand she's on will be better for for having her. But I uh, still have no idea what's going on there. Uh, and again, hope so several times in the past couple weeks, I hope that she'll be back um, when she can. And, and as for Aaron Cross, he's one of those guys that was definitely on my list of people that needed a fresh start, but he's standing on Raw. And I don't think that bodes well for him. I think he's still going to be trying out there in this gladiator-esque uh, getup. And, and I don't see that as a good thing. But uh, getting more comments here about some of these newcomers in the women's division. DJ say asking if we think that Raw could push Tika Knox to dethrone Becky or if it's too soon. I mean, I will say I think Tika Knox is great. But she's definitely battled some injuries here. Uh, I feel like she's really never had one real sustained run even when she she and Shotzi got called up to uh to smackdown like they were kind of they they won a couple matches and then they were disappeared they never got the title match so um that's kind of weird but uh i think eventually yeah i think they could but that that feels like a kind of a more long-term kind of thing but uh dan greyhouse wondering where john morrison went i believe he was drafted the first day yes and Smackdown. Okay, that's good for him. That is good for him because he was not doing anything on uh, on Raw after the Miz kind of up and left for Dancing with the Stars. Um, uh, he lost to Karrion Cross, and I think he just was kind of floating around there. But I think going to SmackDown could be very good for him. Uh, Slotman, ideally, like give him some matches with Shinsuke Nakamura. I think that could be really fun. Um, I think that's definitely what could be a very good pick for him. I do like the pick of Edge going to Raw. That, that definitely opens up some possibilities. Um, presuming that he does wrap up his feud with uh, Rollins sooner or later. Uh, Ed is already mentioning you got uh, potentially Edge facing AJ Styles. I think that'd be great. Um, Edge versus, let's see. Edge versus Kevin Owens would be really fun. Um, yeah, I think he can face anybody, really. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I like that pick. But. Um, the one that we're talking about some of these lingering aspects here of the draft, but uh, with Ms. Morrison getting drafted to, uh, I think the separate brands, right? Yeah. No, Morrison got drafted to Raw. I just, I just looked, okay, my bad on that. So they will, they will be on the same brand. I just checked my notes here. Morrison did, did he drafted to Raw during talking smack? Um, so presumably when Ms. Come back, when Ms. comes back, uh, they could pick up with that. And that's one thing I want them to actually pick up on. That was kind of dropped abruptly. Uh, we never got a resolution to that. They, they were supposed to have a match. It never happened. So, you know, when that can happen, I hope it does. Because, Johnny, you and I have been talking about, about that for a while where it's like that, that story writes itself and I feel like that'd be a good feud. So, <clears throat> I like that. Um, oh, one thing I want to talk about here. Uh, we had a, a woman's side team title match tonight between uh, Ray Ripley and, and Nikki A.S.H. defending against the former champions Natalia and Tamina. 
Okay, so I think it was last week. I was trying not to be a jerk where they were cutting that promo and I wanted to be about like supporting the kids with cancer. So I bit my tongue. But this week, Nikki had said something about dishing out like bam kapows or, or, or something. And it was just so bad. It's like, oh no. Oh, this is not good. This is not good. What are we doing? And then, John, you, you mentioned earlier in the show, uh, they, they they broke up Shotzi and Knox and um, several of these other teams here in the, in the women's division for the tag team uh, scene. And this, the as you to, as we said earlier, to, to, to emphasize that these tag titles, or at least the division, is definitely on thin ice. So this, now the draft's over. Unless we get maybe a couple more sub, supplemental picks. Like, this is what we got. <laughs> like, you know, other than maybe some non-draft call-ups, like, that this is it and that's not good yeah pretty you know? much <laughs> so um we've said it before but you know definitely feels like a, a mistake having uh it's introduced the nxt women's tag team division here uh was for, and the nxt tag team titles for uh, for the women's division whereas the, the the main roster one barely got off the ground uh and that's kind of did it in that sense, but uh, Stephen Chambers saying the women's tag division kapow, <laughs> so bad. Oh, but uh, something else that may have not been bad. Uh, Shayna Baszler is definitely uh, is on a roll here, and she, for the next couple weeks, at least she will be on Raw tonight. She was going to take out Dana Brooke, much like she uh, attacked uh, Nia Jax and Eve Marie, and Dewdrop made the save uh, and set up a, uh, what could be an interesting feud. There uh, could definitely kind of establish Dewdrop. Even more so than this has already been on on uh, Baszler's way over to SmackDown, but to me the one downside of this is that I feel like Shayna should be built up a little more because if this feels like she's getting set up to be the loser on the way out, would take it to build up to drop. Whereas I think she, I wanted to see her get built up on the way over to SmackDown so she could kind of land over there strongly. So couldn't agree um, more. Yeah, but um, I'm trying to look at any other picks here. You know, we did see uh, more of Reggie tonight. I don't think he got drafted, which was a little surprising. The 24 7 champion. He did. Yes, he did. Totally did. Yep, That's totally right. Wrong. It's so hard to keep track. There's so many, so many picks here. Um, mentioned Ricochet, mentioned Zorro. Um, and those are some of the biggies here. But let's talk about so Let's talk about Crown Jewel because we had a couple more matches here, uh, at least unofficially added to the card. We do know that uh, Biggie at least accepted uh, Drew McIntyre's challenge for a WWE title match. Uh, this came after Big D uh, came to Biggie's defense against Big Bob and Dolph Ziggler. I will say I was very, very pleasantly, pleasantly surprised when we saw um Dolph Ziggler very clearly not only referenced but they showed a video package of Dolph Ziggler's history with Biggie as uh his trio with uh, AJ Lee back in the day and also Dolph Ziggler's history with Drew McIntyre when McIntyre returned to the main roster uh and I think that was 2018 or so um I shouldn't be that like presently surprised but th to have that like emphasis on that history that is exa exactly the kind of storytelling that I like if you if just it, it's it makes it feel like it matters, and that, that that's a very good thing to me. Um, so we, uh, Biggie accepted McIntyre's challenge coming off of last week where McIntyre pointed the sword to Biggie. So like I said earlier in the show, while McIntyre will be heading SmackDown in the draft, uh, he will have this match at Crown Jewel. I mean, this is all, all but been confirmed. Um, so I, I think this will be good, but like I said, the only downside is that like I don't see McIntyre winning. Um, 
so again the, the real kind of issue here is more just the the layout of the draft and and the scheduling where it's like you, you have the draft then they have crown jewel and then the, the draft things don't take effect until the day after it's like i think it'll be a, a good storyline i think it'll be a good match but i don't there's there's a whole lot of doubt in, in the outcome john yeah uh biggie's gonna win this and drew's gonna go to smackdown and figure out if i can never happen pretty much but uh, at least something that shouldn't really be affected by the draft, we do know that Bobby Lashley will face Goldberg, a man who has openly threatened to kill him several times on WWE programming here. Tonight, Goldberg said that he had a license to kill. So, John, Goldberg is now James Bond. That is a new gimmick. I'll not hear otherwise. I said that you're not – I think he said something like you're not – you're not just next. You're you're going to be dead, or or something like that. I mean, threatened to break his neck. This was all like all three reference tonight. And then last week, he also said they wanted to kill him. Um, it's fine. Uh, we have as a, like we saw that. I think that was two weeks ago. We had the hurt business return. Um, no, that was last week. My bad. Uh, we had, we had the the hurt business uh, unite last week. So then they were kind of fed to Goldberg as his kind of. Sacrificial lambs here to blow up this thing of Lashley. Uh, Lashley accepted the challenge for Crown Jewel and a no holds barred match. I think that'll be, I think that's that aspect is beneficial. That way, it's not going to be like a, a wrestling clinic. They can just hit each other with some chairs and, and just kind of do that and they'll be fine. Um, it's Crown Jewel. You had to expect Goldberg was going to be on there somehow. This has been uh, in the, this, they've been leading this way ever since before SummerSlam, so it makes sense. Um, I think I'll be fine as well, but definitely the crown jewel being set up as, as a legit big show. We do know that Randy Orton and, and Riddle will defend the broad tag titles against AJ Styles and Omos. We had a brief kind of blow up for that tonight where Randy Orton, Randy Orton challenged Omos, but it was more of a, a ruse, um, just to, so he could RKO AJ Styles. I think that'll be a fun match. We've been kind of waiting on that one for a while, that rematch, I should say. So we're getting that at crown jewel as well. On top of the, the other, other title matches we mentioned, uh, I think it'll be, one of the better kind of Saudi Arabia shows we've seen in uh, of the the, the the several we've seen. So I think that'll be very uh, interesting, albeit, you know, with some of these concerns about the draft and, and, and the brand changes here. But um, are you looking forward to Crown Jewel or, or, or are, you, are you more, um, what, what are you, what's your kind of stance on here? Uh, I'm interested. I'm always, uh, it's just, one of those ones it's a weird day and a weird time and they always have high profile matches and regardless of what people feel politically about it i just think that they always put on a good show uh yeah i think by and large the shows usually tend to be pretty good um some of the uh, things we've seen over the years haven't been great we saw goldberg defeat the fiend in 2020 at a saudi arabia show i think that was super showdown uh definitely a, a controversial isn't there um, this time around, it's funny because Crown Jewel is on my birthday, so it's going to be like for my time, it's going to be noon on my birthday. So <laughs> I'll probably just be hanging out watching it because um, it's, it's it is a good card, and, and we do know that uh, reportedly the, the King of the Ring and Queen uh, Queen's Crown tournament will be uh, at Crown Jewel. So you know, another two matches to look forward to there. I'm very much looking forward to um, those tournaments. Those will kick off on SmackDown this week, and those you're matches. looking forward to the King of the Ring. Mansoor being crowned. I honestly, I had not at like formed that thought. I I had like this weird like feeling, but now that now you put it into words, 
I'd be surprised if that didn't happen. You got to know that Mansoor is going like, to get some big win at the show. I, and I, I think him and him and Ali are going to have a tag match. <laughs> or I don't know. There's something to be said. You know, they've been doing this tag team thing. Um, maybe they could build it up where they get they they reach the finals against each other. But for me, I think we talked about it last week. But Xavier Woods, this man's got to be at least in King of the Ring. John's giving me hands, but this man cut this promo. On his Twitter account, uh, that was before we're all here, we were saying that he became a wrestler to become King of the Ring. Like that's it. This is this is what it's all about. And like, and then after his match tonight, he only screamed at the camera, "Crown me! All hail King Woods!" This man wants the crown, and my gosh, I want to give it to him. So I want them to. I should say, I want them to give it to him. So, um, John seemingly not on board with that, but I think of uh, of the options here. Just go with a good feel-good moment. Give Xavier Woods the crown. The guy deserves it. My gosh, John's throwing his hands at me, but I will, I'll, I'll, I will. You're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep fighting you on that for the next couple weeks here because I think that uh, probably more than anybody for me, like because again, John, I think we talked about it last week. That it, it's not gonna matter anyway. King Corbin didn't do anything with the, with with, the, with winning the tournament in 2019 other than just changing his name. And that's been the pattern for a couple weeks here, or not sorry, a couple years here with King of the Rings. So why not? Come on, John. Come on. Give the give the people what they want. Ah, John's struggling at me. But uh I do think uh the Queen's Crown at least is an opportunity to somehow build somebody up. I don't know what that means. If it's Liv Morgan, um I think you or you or Robert mentioned Carmella at one point. Um if options come, we got one comment saying that uh, Shane Baszler should win uh, the Queen Queen's Crown here. I agree I like with that. that. I, I, I hope to see that. I've been uh, rooting for her for forever now. Uh, Dan Greyhouse rooting for Ricochet for coming here. I'd, I'd love to see that. Ricochet's my guy. I've been, I've been rooting for him ever since he arrived on the main roster, even before he arrived on the main roster here. Um, but I definitely think both tournaments should definitely build up new people. I think that's definitely just a very easy way to you know, have somebody kind of reach that next level. In this case, two people. It's one and the men, men and women position here. Uh, Stephen Chambers saying he wants it to be more, more interesting by having the winner get a title shot. It's that, that makes sense. Like I don't know why they, they don't do that, but at this point, it's just a matter of the crown and the on paper prestige. Even though it's kind of been chipped away at over the years, but it's to me, King of the Ring is definitely still a big deal. And at least, thankfully, in a way, the Queen's Crown tournament, like. It doesn't have baggage of like crappy winners or, or you know that just that downside. So I think that, that it could be a very good opportunity there. So Zia Lee is one interesting comment from Dijkessier here. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, I think anything's possible, but I, I would rather see somebody kind of like like a Liv Morgan who's like gonna been there and like you know working towards it. Not to say that Zia Lee hasn't. Someone's been on the main roster and they use it to uh, to get the next level. Uh, whereas likely it will, will just be arriving on the main roster at that point. So I think she's a good pick, and I think she could even maybe have a good run in the tournament, but winning it, I don't, I don't know so much. But we had a question from Francisco Nando earlier asking us to rate the draft overall, not just the show here, but the draft overall. I think that's a good question because to me it's important to kind of separate, you know, the draft like happened on Raw and SmackDown, and, and then there were uh, things that happened on the show otherwise. But, uh, John, what do you think about the draft itself here? In our usual our usual scale. Um so I'll go a seven for the draft. Uh, I think it was 
actually, you know, I'm going to go a seven for the draft, and I'm also going to go a seven for the show tonight. Both, uh, okay. I think, I think the draft was average. I think the show was average, and I think we can't really judge either until we've seen a couple more weeks. I agree. Um, I have to agree. I mean, for me, like. Uh, and I'll, I'll see him saying it, saying it beautifully, saying that the both brands did all right. <laughs> that's that's what it boils down to. Both brands did all right. Uh, they both got some good names. Some picks were good. Some picks, were, you know, as we mentioned earlier, didn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, some of the draft order didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, for me, I'm a little more just hung up on, again, some of these technicalities where it's like, again, we're, these aren't going to take effect until the 22nd, so we're just kind of in this limbo. Um, but by and large, I thought the pretty good picks here and kind of a, a fairly decent to good show around it. You know, we had uh, Bianca and Charlotte Flair had a good match in the main event. We had, uh, I liked Biggie and Drew versus the Dirty Dogs. So that was pretty good. Um, funny nicknames aside. Um, and then for me, I, I've always been a slugger, a slugger for the draft. I, I always think it's a very fun time. I was very much looking forward to it. And I am just, I should be jaded by now, but I'm just so excited to have new people on these shows at least for the next couple of months here um to shake it up uh pretty substantially in some ways like there's definitely been a good amount of change and over the past two shows here so looking forward to that uh luke nepius and good balance no clear winner of the draft like that's a good takeaway there um i just saw several comments saying that raw felt like the a show uh but to me uh, smackdown sells roman reigns brock is a free agent uh they still got definitely some good talent over there as well so i do i do feel like there's good balance here but lastly one guy we didn't really talk about much was Apollo Cruz and Commander Aziz, or as DJ has Commander a sneeze winding up on uh winding up on Raw here, with maybe Apollo being winding up as the king. I think that'd be interesting, you know, going from like you've got Commander Aziz and you maybe King Apollo. I think that'd be kind of something, but uh, I think as with uh, well, as with other people, uh, just a, a fresh coat of paint could be very, very good for a guy like Apollo Cruz. Uh, although his first uh, appearance tonight was. Kind of like in a, a cameo in the twenty four seven title scene. It wasn't chasing the title, so I guess that's good. They 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 made that difference, but um, definitely something something to keep an eye on there uh, about what the future holds for him. But yeah, definitely him among and several others here. Uh, just people that needed fresh coats of paint got them, and uh, definitely agree with the, the the point about the balance of the shows here. I think that's more important than anything. It's just like Raw got good people, Smackdown so got good people. I think both shows will be good here. Uh, at least in the short term, and we'll obviously John will be here to talk about it going forward. But otherwise, John, you'll you'll not be back here Tuesday night to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. The the viewership continues to struggle, but the product has been ironically better than like it's it's been getting better since this revamp. I will say that. I mean, I, I'm coming around, but they they they've given me my index, so I can't be too upset. Uh, DJ giving this show an 8.5 as well here. Uh, but we'll be here to talk about NXT on Tuesday night. Otherwise, the, the Diamond Dudes with Attitude cover all things AEW. We have a great stream of interviews, interviews constantly coming at you guys. My interview with uh, Dirty Dango, a former one of fan Dango, will, will be going up on Wednesday. So make, make sure to check that one out. Uh, constantly a, a great stream of interviews coming at you guys. Otherwise, Robert Deflis and I uh, talk about SmackDown on Friday nights. All these things and more available on all of our platforms. Or it's not called Spotify, uh, YouTube, our podcast server. Maybe we've got you covered. So with all these things being in mind, John, with all these things being said, with, with the draft being fun, if not perfect, you know, at, at least interesting. Um, that being said here, 
it helps. It's going to be helpful to do the one thing we do here, the rest zone, at least in the short term. Okay, tell me what that is. Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.